Welcome to Nano Community Tech, giving a uniting voice to technology startups. I'm so delighted to have my guest today, Mervin Cheng, who's the owner and founder of uh, Broken Vars Games, a physical and online space for Pokemon trading card game. We've known each other for a, quite a while now, and over a decade, I think, and there's one thing that I know for certain is uh, Mervin's relentless creativity and deep interest in technology. So great to have your company today, Mervin. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, it's really interesting to be invited to this, and I'm, I always like to talk about technology, as you know, and um, really keen to give back to the community as well. So thanks. Thanks for the invite. Excellent. Thanks, Mervin. Look, um, this is an exciting new adventure that you've got there, which is uh, Broken Vars uh, Games, and I'm so excited to know more about it. Uh, particularly, let's start with what uh, what what it's all about, and and also what do you do daily at at the office at the uh, at the games uh, store? <laughs> um, adventure is the understatement of the year, I think. Um, yeah, I kind of left, uh, I guess, my former role um in the uh, as a senior executive in, in te a technology firm uh to start broken bus games um you could say that broken bus games grew out of the COVID situation um not really by need uh but maybe purely by uh i guess a hobby something i wanted to do um as you say i've got a lot of ideas this was one of it that kind of kept growing and growing i couldn't stop it um what what i do i guess you know formally in a lot of companies in the corporate world you can call me a, a founder and owner of broken vast games um i got investors and we formed the company in october uh, 2020 but really um my title and i really i i, I write this everywhere now uh, my title is actually Pokemon Professor Merv. Uh, I'm known to the kids that come from our store as Professor Merv. Um, that's certainly something that's uh, very different to what I was used to for the past 20 years. Um, what I do is pretty much everything, right? So um, as a startup, um, you know, it's between my wife and myself. We're co-directors. Um, and so it's the first time I'm working with my wife, who we've married to uh, together for 17 years. We're now colleagues that has its own challenges, um, but rewards as well. So uh, we do everything from uh, making the coffee for customers to strategizing, to forecasting, to creating, uh, you know, receiving to fulfillment process, to teaching kids Pokemon, because that's what we do, uh, Pokemon cards. Oh, that's wonderful. I, re I do really like the moniker uh, Professor Merv. Uh, gives you that nice sort of uh, um, uh, almost a lab coat and a uh, crazy hair feel there. That's good, Mervin. I'm, I'm glad that you're, uh, you've embarked on yet another exciting chapter. Um, and I think in a lot of ways what uh, Broken Vars Games uh, tends to do from what you just told me is bring communities together. It's very similar to what uh, we try to do in, in, in Nano community tech. So tell us a little bit more about how you bring communities together and, and what, what, what are they hoping to achieve when they engage with you? Yeah, so that's, it's a multi-layer thing, um, but I guess we kind of have to start with a bit of history of how this all began. Um, and hopefully I don't bore your audience for the last uh, next few minutes, but um, it began 2019 with my son um, I recall, um, you know, March, April timeframe, um, he was eight. 
and we were wondering what can we do with him when it comes to reading because he seems to be not interested um, and quite a lazy reader and not doing really well in the reading department. So what I noticed though, he, he, he found an Omastar, um, if you know your Pokemon, um, Google it if you don't, um, a, a card in the toilet of all places, public toilet. He came running to me and go, uh, what's this? I said, it's a Pokemon card. And then he, he, he started reading the card. Um, and then we got more cards and he started reading those cards. So um, I used to play Magic the Gathering. Uh, it's a competitive uh, trading card game when I was young. So I thought it's a good way to uh, engage with him because he got interested in, it's very interesting Pokemon now, um, to play this game and kind of get him to read the card. Um, and then he got into maths as well because he could then subtract um, or multiply damage um, that's written on the words uh, in the card um, and so on. So it became a, a way for me to connect with my son that is away from technology. So it's not a piece of, it's not a switch, it's not an iPad, it's not staring at a screen. Um, and um, I'm doing it with him. Uh, at the same time, he's picking up brain skills um like uh you know strategy um reading maths uh social skills sportsmanship all sorts of things um by the uh, later 2019 uh, we were entering uh, the regional brisbane regional tournaments so yes pokemon tcg has a world championship uh, the world championship is slated for uh the uk in london in 2022 um, and hopefully COVID allows us uh, so that the leagues and all that starts again. So it's a proper e-sport. Um, the other thing about community, because it's a proper e-sport, is the fact that I see a lot of parents um, bringing their, ch their children to the shop. Um, and we encourage, uh, we're not a childcare centre. We don't uh, look after their children, play cards with them while the kids, uh, while the parents have coffee and sit in the corner staring at their phone. We encourage them to sit together on the table and play with them so that it's something that they can do together as a family um, away from technology. And then outside that, we have tournaments where I see the, the father playing with three of their kids entering the tournament at the same time. Equal playing field. They battle uh, in a ladder style, uh, 12 participants. Um, just last Sunday, um, four of them, so uh, a father who's actually a, a GP, a medical doctor, um, is uh, entering this competition with um, the daughter and two sons, and they both, all four of them took out, took out the first, the top four positions in the tournament, mm. and they were over the moon. Wow. Um, and so that's, that's community. I see support workers being hired to bring their kids um, so in tournaments, you see support workers sitting next to kids who are on the spectrum, ASD, um, various uh, mental disability, but Pokemon brings them together. They, they go past their social anxiety because uh, they speak Pokemon um, and they sit there and they compete. They might look very aggressive. They might sound very aggressive, but they're having a lot of fun. Um, and that's, that's what I mean, community. That's just incredible. I think I'm, I'm really, really glad that we have a, an avenue for, uh, 
for for kids, parents, um, kids from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of uh, stages in their life, and all kinds of challenges coming together um, to actually now compete in uh, in the Pokemon trading card game uh, in healthy competition. Um, and you know, having that connection with one another—that's just um, incredible. Um, could couldn't be more proud of you bringing all these wonderful people together. So that's that's incredible. Now, it is it is also important, I guess, to to uh, look at some of the uh, technology that you have uh, used, and um, and again, that it, it's as I understand it, it's a combination of um, coming together physically, but also there's an there's an online aspect to this, uh, and uh, and and you may be using technology in the store or even on uh, uh, virtually. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about how that's all of that's happening? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, twenty years in technology, I can't help myself, right? So before uh, I left, I guess the industry, I was re really deep into and big advocate for what I call intelligent automation. Uh, as opposed to just artificial intelligence, um, and that is, um, you know, AI and automation together, uh, making it smarter. Um, so the the big question would be, um, what does a game shop, a traditional game shop, you come in, it's a retail shop, um, you buy products, you buy cards, you sit down and play a game. What does it got to do with technology beyond the point of sale system, right? Um, obviously, the, the very easy answer that everybody else does and our competition has is uh, an online store. You know, we use Shopify um, and you can sell. It's integrated to uh, eBay. Uh, we sell through eBay and we service um, internationally. Um, we sell to Germany. For some reason, the Germans really like Pokemon. They buy lots from us. Um I think because of COVID, uh, the the Brits as well, we sent to the UK. Uh, maybe they, you know, they're stuck at home. They've got nothing to do. They like to buy cards. They, uh, you know, retail therapy. Um, but that's that's basic stuff, right? So, um, e-commerce has been around for many many years. So how how are we different? What are we using as technology? Well, the first one, um, which again, is not very groundbreaking, but um, uh, what we're trialing is uh, uh, the chatbot. We've uh, given personas to our IAs, um, intelligent automation bots. Um, the first one is the chatbot. We call him Rotom. Again, another Pokemon. So if you uh, Google that, you know how Rotom looks like. So if you hop onto our Facebook page and you try to chat uh, on Messenger, you'll be talking to Rotom first up. Um, he will apologize profusely because he's learning still. Um, and um, he will very quickly refer to Professor Mo. Now, it's very funny as well if you want to play with uh, chatting with Rotom because he is really still learning. Um, and there's a lot of uh, answers he gives, which is, uh, can, can you speak in smaller sentences for me to understand? Or, or uh, it seems like uh, you're a bit skeptical. Can I get Professor Murph now to talk to you? Because I don't want you to get angry or something like that. Um, so he's still learning. But what we want Rotem to eventually do is to be able to reach into Shopify, look at uh, your orders or what you've done, and do cross-selling, upselling for us. So the chatbot that is more intelligent just than just workflow 
um, and we're trialing that, we're experimenting on how that is done. Um, we're using natural language rather than button pressing for questions and interactions with the chatbot um, using the Google Dialogflow engine at the back. So Rotem is learning as he's speaking and chatting with you. Uh, it's not just uh, rote workflow answers that normal chatbots would have. That's Rotem. We've got uh, uh, Chloe, who will be our IA bot um, that will assist uh, mainly robotics process automation initially, RPA, uh, through Shopify uh, to fulfill orders and print labels and such, uh, but eventually uh, would be able to uh, yeah, service and interact with Rotem for the cross-selling, upselling. Then we've got Brian. Um, think of him as the highest level uh, uh, you know, vision, if you know your Marvel uh, metaphor, um, he will have uh, visioning so you can do augmented reality, hold up a card in your mobile um, and be able to uh, get live information about the market price for the card. Um, you know, put a Charizard card up, first generation shadowless, uh, mint condition uh, on your mobile phone. And Brian would be able to tell you that if it's in mint condition, the last sold price for that card would be $315,000 US. Um, and um, yeah, so it is like stock. So as I said, this business is uh, multifaceted. Um, if you do a study on Nintendo, Nintendo is a $90 billion business. Pokemon is a big uh, part of that. Uh, Pokemon, in fact, has uh, the biggest market share of all its merchandise and card trading and card products is the biggest one as well. So it's not just cards. It has a huge uh, uh, longevity to it. Um, and technology would accelerate um, our growth um, and, and stabilize. That's why we got invest investors. Um, it's seeing walking into the shop and seeing us sell cards and play cards is the tip of the iceberg. Um, we've got a five-year plan to roll out these technologies. That's outstanding. Uh, I mean, first of all, I'm, the fact that I'm learning so much more about Pokemon is not lost on me, that's for sure. Uh, Rotom, <laughs> Chloe, and Brian seem to be excellent um, methods of getting um, what I almost would assume would be uh, a superior customer experience. Because um, the, the back end of it with the uh, cross-selling and the... Um, and the, the learning and the NLP, natural language processing, uh, all of those elements really res resonate well. Uh, from your thoughts, uh, what, uh, how, can, how can the user experience uh, improve given a combination of these, uh, these technologies that you're talking about? Mm. So I think we've got to wind back to why we do this and what's the purpose, right? Um, and it comes back to community. It comes back to the competitiveness of uh, the the game itself. I mean, we we, we kind of have uh, three uh, target audience or target customer personas uh, broadly. You know, we have the collectors uh, who would spend you know equivalent of a Tesla or equivalent half of their house to buy this one piece of cardboard. Uh, that's the Charizard card, um, all the way to the, the, the eight-year-old kid that sees this booster pack um, checking out at Kmart and wants to buy a $7 booster pack. They come to our store 
and they buy cars that way. Um, and then you have the competitors um, and um, who compete in these uh, world championships and try to get to world championships uh, through the ranking system, and they spend money on cards. Um, com competition level cards are not cheap um, as well, so they would buy a different type uh, of uh, cards. Um, there are you know, hundreds and thousands of cards out there. Um, and so what the user experience is, um, to be able to firstly easily uh, work out how much a card costs. Currently, it's cumbersome. Uh, you jump through a couple of hoops, go to uh, various websites to kind of look at it. Um, you know, I, I, I equate it to uh, the share market, um, and it's everywhere, right? If you buy and, and trade in shares, it's very easily accessible for you, um, and it's all aggregated. Um, you know, there are people who, who discuss trends. There's a lot of information out there. Um, but for cards, it's harder uh, because uh, people who involve uh, involved in doing that um, are not typically uh you know tech savvy so even the websites um that would give you the market rate uh, are not very smart and uh, not very easy to navigate mm -hmm. um the other thing with user experience is um i've predicted the fact that uh, with the advent of intelligent automation bots artificial intelligence machine learning i mean even uh, uh nowadays we have bots that can develop or do programming Right, the tagline is we develop 95% of the code and the, the actual human developer just does the, the rest of the 5%. What that means is the, the job and the experience and uh, uh, what is available out there is going to shift. Uh, user experience from an uh, end user, from a consumer perspective, is going to shift. And it's all about the experience. Um, and the difference is... When you walk into our store, if you don't know how to play the cards and you've never played before, you're a parent, you're a collector, we treat you the same. Uh, learn how to play. It's free. We'll sit down and spend time sitting down playing a game of cards with you for 20 minutes. Um, it's an experience. You connect. It's a human experience. You're learning something. You're, uh, you're getting dopamine hits from winning um, or losing or, or uh, opening packs. Um, then you you feel a sense of belonging because we call it a gym. It's the Sumner gym um, because we in the suburb of Sumner in Queensland. Um, so we're defining user experience in that way, and we're using technology to complement it because if they want to know the price of a card, they can uh, quickly look it up um, in future using our technology. And we accelerate. Why? Because we predict that we, we're currently processing anywhere between 800 to 1,000 transactions a month um, to, the, you know, selling cards and products all over the world. Um, and if we have planned our five-year plan, right, that would be an exponential increased number. So we need Chloe. We need automation uh, because currently it, it, as a as startup mode, it's highly manual uh, and it's very labor-intensive um, to sort and inventory uh, manage cards. So, yeah, so that's how you cross and use technology well and define a new user experience because sitting down and playing and learning cards is new. This is something uh, that's our, what we call USP, unique selling point. Um, all other game shops will not look do that. All other game shops will look like a dungeon. You walk in there, it's very terrifying for the kid um, and you have dragons and 
and uh, uh, you know scary looking skeleton banners. Um, and Pokemon is a side business for them. For us, Pokemon is the main business, and we're redefining finding new user experience as we go. So it's a new model. You can't find this anywhere else. And that is extremely unique, and and it's good to see that um, the uh, importance of a physical environment isn't isn't gone or out of style yet. And it's it's a complement, almost a complementary and seamless user user experience, from what I can gather from the sort of virtual world uh, onto the real uh, world, and I assume then back to the virtual world and. And it seems like the technologies you're talking about uh, uh, continue and and complement the user's journey. So I think that's that's incredible. And uh, also did not, uh, um, you know, it's 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 something that I certainly am learning, which is uh, the price of these cards. Um, as some of your technology does tend to uh, focus on. I mean, with that kind of money involved, uh, $250,000, for example, um, you would imagine that there would be um, instances where people are misinformed and so on. So I think what I'm understanding is that this technology does tend to also um, inform the user. Uh, so they're making all the right decisions yeah. um, and, and, and playing um, and learning new things, like yeah. the uh, new way. Like for me, it's a, it's, it's a new area yeah. apart from a quick youtube video uh that i watched this morning i really don't know much so i think as a user coming in for the first time i can i i do feel like there would it would be really nice as much as online videos are concerned mm. um uh and and how effective they may be but there's nothing that beats in my perspective somebody who sits down with me and explains things i find that uh, things yeah. seem to gel, and the experience seems to be further enhanced, actually making me want to uh, come back for more. So that's incredible. I'm glad that that's, mm. that's a user experience that we can think of. Now, um, one of the things I often uh, ask on the channel is uh, the journey um, mm. of you getting to this point, and this is just going back to your, um, you know, you, 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 I think you touched upon it, where you said uh, in 2019 this idea came about to be. Um, would you say for our tech community, um, would you, are you okay to share some of the key challenges that mm. you faced on your yeah. way? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, before before I, I go on the big stuff, um, you know, when you were talking about genuine cards and knowing what's real and what's uh, fake, there are fake cards like currency. Uh, because obviously, uh, you know, that card uh, a card costs a lot of money. Uh, they, people try to make counterfeits. Um, so one of the challenges really is two, three times a week, as Professor Merv, I have to break a child's heart when they walk into the store with their collection um, and they're trying to figure out how much it's worth. Or, you know, Professor Merv, let me show you this shiny card. And then um, uh, they go, oh, can I trade this in for something else? And I go, sorry, mate, this one's not real. Um, and you see some kids, you know, kind of crying or being shocked about it. So far, I've only made one uh, kid kind of tear a bit, um, but we do give our free cards, um, not necessarily exactly the same one for one, but um, we, we do try to make them happy again. But um, there are counterfeits out there. So one of the challenges is uh, trying to let them down gently to tell them that all their shiny cards in that folder are pretty much fake. Um, 
that well the, no, sorry if i can if i can just uh expand on that a bit more yeah. because that's an interesting one because as as you can uh, imagine misinformation is uh out there there's no shortage of it mm. um in the card world i, I assume it, it can tends to creep in in situations like this where uninformed users uh customers often purchase things that are counterfeit and all that yeah. are you looking at how you can prevent that not um in our short term plan um and i think that's i mean that's like how you prevent uh, people making fake money you know um it will not be up to a retail store to do that but we would de- we definitely educate i mean i'm i've got a, a ziploc bag of fake cards that i have ready on hand to show as an example um to educate uh parents on that and, and there's a lot of youtube videos about that as well so it's all about um community education um i usually say um and it's same with anything if it's too good to be true it usually is if you buy a booster pack that is less than half retail um in a shop somewhere in thailand uh or sorry i shouldn't say thailand asia any country um and it's too cheap to be too good to be true it usually is um and, and so you know applying common sense uh um in, in any sort of online purchases or or r- real purchases um to 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 that would would simply work that blocks out the 95 98% um of um you know getting the fakes out there yeah i yeah definitely something that i would i would be very disappointed if i fell into that uh yeah. into that trap so this is that's good good to know that uh that there's sufficient information out there um and good education out there mm. so i guess back to the the question i had yeah, about uh, some of the biggest challenges what yeah. do you have any thoughts on that um with the risk of sounding uh you know a little bit it's not arrogance at all we always say it's a good problem to have when uh you're constantly meeting your monthly sales target and superseding it uh but one of ever since we started um, you know 2019 was a hobby uh by the time uh early 2020 started i had a bit of paternity leave we had our number 5 uh born in march um and um i i had a bit of downtime um then covid hit so luckily uh you know our, our, our fifth uh baby was born just before the covid uh, lockdowns and what not so so um we, we, we when we went to lo- lockdown um i took the opportunity to uh, uh i guess wind down a bit uh take more headspace um and then i started this more as a hobby because um you know being in the competitive so my son and i still compete and play competitively uh we spend uh you know anywhere between the vicinity of a thousand two thousand dollars every quarter uh to keep our cards up to date um and you might think that's a lot but if you think of any sport you know tennis golf um any sport that you play you know how much is a shoe how much is a racket um you know how much is a, a golf club i i see it as no different for us um there's expense in this e-sport um and uh, the idea is to start an online e-commerce store um more as a side uh, hustle to neutralize 
this expenditure. Um, mm-hmm. And then from there, it grew into a full-time business uh, by the by the October 2020, where I found investors. So the challenge really is growing uh, too fast um, be- before we are ready to go to the next step. I prefer slow and steady. Um, we got discovered by uh, a local uh, at the shop. Uh, he, she walked in, she took a photo and she posted it on Facebook and it went uh, slightly viral all over the place locally um, in Brisbane, um, in all the Pokemon community um, groups and so on. Um, and uh, people started flooding in that afternoon um, into the store. And so we've been kind of uh, chasing after, I guess, our success ever since. Uh, just to give you a final illustration of that, last month um, we hit our December 2021 target. Um, so we are about 11 months ahead when it comes to sales revenue. Um, and we're, we're, we're behind on uh, uh, infrastructure, on process, on technology, on resources, on human resources. Um, and so a lot of processes are broken, uh, not automated as I'd like them to be. Uh, uh, staff are not as trained in this new experience as I'd like them to be, uh, but we're, we're getting there. Uh, we, we use Agile. We have five different teams. We use the Spotify model. Uh, we have a Kanban board in the shop. So if you there was an IT manager that works for the government, walked through the store and straight away goes, oh, that's a Kanban board. And my staff went, but uh, they, they don't know it's a Kanban board. Um, um, we have stand-ups. They don't know it's called a stand-up, um, but we're doing it very agile. Um, and and we use Asana as, as our um, uh, uh, agile uh, technology board. Um, and I use a bit of SAFE as well if you want to go into your your... Uh, agile methodologies. Um, so yeah, th- that's the challenge. We got too successful too quickly, and that's the gist of it. Fantastic. That's that's really. Uh, I think that's a great problem to have. Uh, but nevertheless, as you said, a problem. Uh, yeah. um, look, I I'm I'm uh, glad that it's it's working out really well, and that uh, you know con- it continues to be um, a successful and uh, community-building initiative, and I think that's really, really great. Were there any um, pieces of advice, if you must, to the tech community and specifically to the startup community that you you would like to impart? Um, there are many different learnings along the way. Um, and as, a, I guess, a leadership coach myself, I, I never believe in uh, stagnating in our own personal learning. Um, and I, I guess for me, shifting from a corporate world into, I guess you would call this, you know, e-commerce or retail, B2B, from B2B to B2C, um, the number one thing, if I can distill it down, um, it's still people. It's still human-centered uh, leadership. It's still uh, caring about your staff, your customers, your suppliers, um, you know, in, in in the Pokemon world, um, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, bad blood between uh, the retailers and the suppliers because they're constantly late, they're constantly not looking after them, they're overworked, 
um, and there's a lot, a lot of backstabbing, badmouthing, and all this negative negativity. Um, but my advice is treat people uh, fairly and how you want to be treated. Uh, the golden rule, right? Um, invest in these people. Invest in your customer. Uh, you know, I had a child come into the store with a mum, uh, petrified because he admitted to uh, shoplifting, you know, uh, swapping or taking a card from when we, we didn't look when he was uh, from a folder. Uh, but he admitted to it. Um, and the mum brought him back in. And I didn't, I, I, I encouraged him because that took a lot of courage to do, to admit that he's done it and to actually come back to the store. And I gave him uh, a pin for it, a Pokemon pin um, as a reward. Um, you know, we have uh, staff members who are neurodiverse. I have ADHD myself. Um, and, you know, investing in them and teaching them new skills, uh, even though that may be more, more uh, I guess, costly, um, you know, breeds loyalty. Um, so treat your suppliers well, treat your customers well, uh, what, uh, and, and treat your, your staff well. One of our values is um, over-the-top kindness. Um, and, and that's, um, I think, you know, if any takeaway, it's people. Um, I, I think, it, and it, I think it applies to any level, whether you're a startup or a corporate. That is a wonderful message, Mervyn. Thank you. And, and I think that is a, it's a good way to uh, finish up and wrap up our, our chat today. Uh, people are certainly uh, the main focus of this, of the channel that we have got going in the podcast certainly is the focus of um, difficult times that we are all undergoing right now with the pandemic and whatnot. But also, I think going forward, as we, as a community, rise to a lot of the challenges, I think um, from a from a uh, from an economic as well as uh, from a social perspective, I think that what you've said uh, resonates really well and, and lends itself to uh, improving our um, daily lives. Mm. So on that on that note, I'd I'd like to thank you very much for taking time today to speak to us. Uh, this was a very enlightening chat, and certainly got to know more about your company, Pokemon, and, uh, you know, you as well. So so appreciate that. Thank you so much for making time today. No worries, no worries. Hopefully you get to uh, get into the game that, uh, over there as well. <laughs> Absolutely, I look forward to it. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> Thanks, man. Cheers, bye.